بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم سورة سبا is a Makki surah and it was revealed in the mid-Meccan era the surah has 54 verses a little over 800 words and a little over 1500 huruf سورة سبا it's a Makki surah the surah before it was which surah? سورة الأحزاب which is a Madni surah And remember I mentioned to you that now there will be groups of surahs, right? Groups of Makki surahs that will begin and end with Madni surahs. So this means that if the previous surah was a Madni surah, now there will be a series of surahs which will all be Makki. And they will end with a Madni surah and that Madni surah is Suratul Hujurat. Alright? So this is the fifth group of surahs. In the Qur'an, it begins from Surah Sabah, will conclude with Surah Al-Hujurat, and it's a total of 16 surahs. Alright? Now, Surah Sabah is a Makki surah, correct? What is the theme of Makki surahs, typically? Tawheed, as well as? Huh? Laws in Makki surahs. See, for example, the command of hijab, where was it? In Madni surah. Alright? The command to fast. In which surah is it? Surah Al-Baqarah. Laws of inheritance are in Surah Al-Nisa. Alright? So when it comes to rulings, when it comes to laws, then remember they are in Madni surahs. And always remember the hadith of Aisha radiallahu anha in which she said, the gist of the hadith is that, of her statement is that initially the people were taught iman. They were taught about Allah, about the hereafter, And as a result, what happened? They were ready to accept the commands. And had the first command been that do not commit zina, do not drink alcohol, the people would have said, no, we will drink alcohol. No, we will do this wrong action. Because they wouldn't be willing to accept it. So in the Makki surahs, and remember, Makki surahs are those surahs which were revealed before the hijrah, And the Prophet ﷺ remained in Mecca as a prophet for how many years? 13 years. So for 13 years, the ground was being prepared. You understand? It was being softened. The people were being prepared. Their hearts were being strengthened with faith. And then, once the Prophet ﷺ did hijrah to Medina, the Madni surahs, what do they include? Laws, commandments. Alright? Why? Because at that time, people were ready to accept them. So, Makki surahs are generally faith-related. They talk about imaniyat. They talk about the different aspects of faith. They also talk about morality, common you know, moral issues that are widespread across different cultures, across different civilizations. Alright? And in Makki surahs, there is also a mention of previous nations. Because the stories of the previous nations... And that includes the mention of the previous prophets also. In that is a lesson for who? For everybody. Right? This is also part of strengthening faith. So, Surah Saba, remember that since it's a Makki Surah, it talks about Iman. So for example, belief in Allah alone, in the Tawheed of Allah. Likewise, belief in the hereafter. Alright? Likewise, belief in the prophets, and that includes the previous prophets also, so their stories are mentioned. And this is what we will see in Surat Saba. Now, Saba is the name of a nation. Alright? Of a past nation. And their example is given over here. Alright? And this is why the Surah is Saba.
So let's begin the surah. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahi. All praise is for Allah. Alhamdulillah. Al. All. Ultimate. Perfect. Complete praise. Is for who? Lillahi. It is for Allah. Meaning only Allah is deserving of it. Only Allah is worthy of it. So all praise, all thanks is for who? Allah the Exalted. What is Hamd? What is praise? Hamd is to mention the most perfect attributes of someone out of love and out of respect. To describe them in the most perfect, in the most beautiful terms, why would you do that? With love, with respect. And this is such praise which is true because you're describing their most perfect attributes. So Alhamdulillah, all praise is due to Allah. Who is Allah? Alladhi, the one who, lahu, for him, meaning he owns, ma fis samawati, whatever that is in the skies, wa ma fil ardi, and whatever that is in the earth. Everything that is in the skies and everything that is in the earth belongs to who? Belongs to Allah. He is their owner, He is their creator. And where are we? We are on the earth. We are part of the earth. So He is the owner, the creator of you and I also. There is no creator but Him. There is no owner but Him. And this is why, Alhamdulillah, all praise is due to Allah. وَلَهُ الْحَمْدُ And for Him is all praise, meaning He is worthy of all praise, when فِي الْآخِرَةِ In the hereafter also. وَهُوَ And He is Al-Hakim, the All-Wise, Al-Khabir, the Acquainted. He is the All-Wise, meaning in His creation, in His actions, in His decrees. Every decree of His, it reflects His wisdom. Every action of His reflects His wisdom, His perfect wisdom. In the creation that He has created, when and how and what He has created, even that also reflects His wisdom. He is Al-Hakim and Al-Khabir, the acquainted, meaning the one who is fully aware of His creation and of their affairs also. And this is why, Alhamdulillah, Allah is deserving of all praise now, and for always. In this world, and in the hereafter also. Because in this world, all good is from who? From Allah. And in this world, what appears to be evil, also has some good in it. So no matter what Allah decrees, no matter what He creates, no matter what He decides, He is still deserving of praise. Even if the most terrible thing happens to us in our lives, remember, there will still be good in it. And this is why, Alhamdulillah. And this is why we see the way of the Prophet ﷺ was that when something good happened, Alhamdulillah. And when something that appeared to be bad happened, then Alhamdulillah ala kulli hal. All praise to Allah in every situation. So Alhamdulillah in this world. And also, alhamdulillah, in the hereafter. In the hereafter, meaning at the completion of this creation and its outcome, this world, its people, its inhabitants, when they will come to an end, and when their results will be given, when our results will be given to us, when each 
creation has reached its ultimate end, ultimate destination, then Allah is worthy of praise even then, even in the hereafter. Why? For the planning and the execution of such a perfect plan. And this is why we see that the people of paradise, they will praise Allah in the hereafter. In Surah Az-Zumar, Ayah 74, we learned that when the people of Jannah will enter Jannah, they will say, Alhamdulillahilladhi sadaqana wa'dahu. All praise to Allah who has fulfilled His promise to us. In Surah Al-A'raf, Ayah 43, Allah says that the people of Jannah will say, Alhamdulillahilladhi hadana lihada. All praise to Allah, the one who guided us to this. In Surah Fatir, Ayah 34, it is mentioned the people of Jannah will say, Alhamdulillahilladhi adhhabannal hazan. All praise and thanks to Allah who has taken away all grief from us. We don't even know what grief is anymore. He has completely taken it away from us because that is what Jannah is. The place where there is no grief. So in this world and in the hereafter, Allah is worthy of praise. Now we see that in this world what happens? Those who are not deserving of praise even, they get praised. Isn't it? Someone has committed a terrible crime. He's actually done something very wrong. But still there are people who will you know, applaud him. They will thank him. They will say his name. And they're so happy to have him. Right? Even though the kind of things he may be saying are absolutely wrong. But so we see in this world that people who don't actually deserve praise, what happens? They get praise. Isn't it? So in this world, what do we see? Truth gets mixed with falsehood. Isn't it? Those who are deserving of praise don't get praised. And those who don't deserve praise, they get praise. Right? But in the hereafter, remember, truth will be truth. Reality will be reality. So only those who are deserving of praise will be praised. And out of everyone who is the one who really, truly deserves praise. It is Allah the Exalted. This is why we see in Surah Az-Zumur, Ayah 75, that, min That you will see the angels surrounding the throne. يُسَبِّحُونَ بِحَمْدِ رَبِّهِمْ They will glorify the praises of their Lord. وَقُضِيَ بَيْنَهُمْ بِالْحَقِّ And it will be judged between the creation. How? By the truth, waqila, and it will be said, meaning when all judgment is done, every person is in his final destination, what will be said? Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. All praise to Allah, the Lord of the worlds. So Alhamdulillah, all praise is for Allah. Alladhi lahuma fil samawati wama fil ardi. The one who owns whatever that is in the skies and whatever that is in the earth. وَلَهُ الْحَمْدُ فِي الْآخِرَةِ And he is deserving of praise in the hereafter also. وَهُوَ الْحَكِيمُ الْخَبِيرُ He is the wise, the acquainted. يَعْلَمُ He knows مَا that which يَلِجُ It goes in, it penetrates. فِي الْأَرْضِ Into the earth. The word yaliju from the root letters waw lam jim. Wuluj. Wuluj is to enter into a narrow place. So Allah knows whatever goes into the earth. What goes into the earth? What is absorbed by the earth? What makes its way through the soil even? 
Water for example. And you see the word yaliju has been used. Because where does water go in from? Are there like holes and pipes and drains everywhere on the ground? No, there are not. There aren't. But it's amazing how through the packed sand and through the packed soil, water will make its way. Through those narrowest of passages even, water will make its way. So Allah knows what goes into the earth. Whether it is water or what else goes into the earth. Hmm? Seeds even, right? Likewise dead bodies, right? They go into the earth eventually. And yalidu also because whatever is put into the earth, what happens eventually? The earth, huh? It absorbs, it comes close to it. Doesn't it? It comes close to it. So, يَعْلَمُ مَا يَلِجُ فِي الْأَرْضِ وَمَا يَخْرُجُ مِنْهَا And whatever comes out of it. Meaning whatever emerges from the earth even, Allah knows about it. What emerges from the earth? What comes out of the earth? Plants, what else? Minerals are extracted, right? So many things come out of the earth. Some creatures, they go into the earth because that's where they live. And then they come out of the earth in order to hunt, in order to find food. وَمَا يَنزِلُ And whatever comes down. مِنَ السَّمَاءِ From the sky. Whatever descends from the sky, Allah knows about that also. Whether it is rain, or it is sunlight, or it is any other form of provision, or it is some angels. Whatever is coming down from the sky, snowflakes even, Allah knows about it. وَمَا يَعْرُجُ فِيهَا And whatever ascends therein. Whatever ascends in it. يَعْرُجُ from عُرُوج عَيْن رَاجِيم And عُرُوج is gradual, step-by-step ascension. When something goes up by degrees. Alright? So whatever goes up into the sky, meaning above, whether it is the angels ascending into the skies, or it is the deeds of a person which are ascending, or it is du'as, Whatever ascends into the sky, Allah knows about that also. So basically there is no place, there is no place high or low, except that Allah knows every movement, every activity that goes on in there. Whether it's the sky, or it is somewhere deep in the earth. Anywhere, no matter what happens, it's going in, going up, coming down. Whatever is happening, Allah has knowledge of it. وَهُوَ الرَّحِيمُ الْغَفُورُ And He is the merciful, the forgiving. Look at the names of Allah that are mentioned over here. You see the ayah, what does it show? Allah's perfect and complete knowledge. And that shows His complete and perfect power, His greatness, His perfection. And yet He is forgiving. Yet He is merciful. Yes, because He is Allah. وَهُوَ الرَّحِيمُ الْغَفُورُ Such a perfect Lord, possessor of complete knowledge, and perfect executor of His perfect plans, then is He not deserving of praise? Does He not deserve Alhamdulillah? And what does this mean for us? That isn't Allah worthy of being worshipped? Isn't He deserving of the fact that I should surrender myself to Him? I should worship Him, I should adore Him, I should rely on Him. وَقَالَ And He said, Who? الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا Those who disbelieve. Those who disbelieve, 
they say la ta'tina sa'ah the hour cannot come to us it will not come to us la ta'tina ta'tina hamza ta'ya to come so it will not come to us what will not come to us a sa'atu the hour which hour the final hour the day of judgment so in their denial in their mockery they say impossible it's not going to happen it's just stories made by the people it's not really true la ta'tina sa'a if you think about it why do people deny the hour because they think it's not possible right whatever has been lost in history is lost whatever has happened is now over it's gone and when someone dies there's no way that they will come back to life when a body has disintegrated completely there's no way that it can be brought back to life so basically denial of the hereafter is a result of not knowing who allah is because if a person knew who allah is then believing in the hereafter would be very easy who is allah if he has knowledge of everything that goes into the earth and everything that comes out of the earth everything that falls down from the sky and everything that goes up into the sky just think about how vast his knowledge is how vast his knowledge is and how could he have that knowledge if he did not have the ability so his perfect knowledge proves his perfect ability also he is the creator and we are the created So those who disbelieve they say the hour will not come to us this is a result of denying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala remember belief in Allah and belief in the hereafter they go hand in hand only when a person believes in God can they believe in the hereafter because believing in God means someone made me someone owns me he's going to question me he's the one who's provided me and i have to go back to him and i have to go back to him when this necessitates the hereafter right so both go hand in hand and this is the reason why right when the attributes of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are mentioned what is being mentioned now the hereafter qul say meaning respond to these people bala yes of course meaning why not definitely the hour will come the day of judgment shall certainly occur bala the word bala what does it mean you know generally we translate it as yes why not of course etc etc right the word bala is basically for the purpose of negating what is before it so what is being negated over here la ta'tina sa'a the claim of the disbelievers that la ta'tina sa'a the hour is not going to come so bala is negating that that no way what you're saying is wrong and at the same time bala right is also used for reproach right so the people are being reproached for even thinking la ta'tina sa'a how could you think that la ta'tina sa'a and at thirdly bala also is affirmation in response to the question so they say la ta'tina sa'a the answer is yes it will come you say la allah says bala you say no allah says bala yes of course it will come wa rabbi wa wa over here is of qasam all right wa rabbi by my lord 
I swear by my Lord, لَتَأْتِيَنَّكُمْ Surely it will definitely come to you. And who will bring it about? عَالِمِ الْغَيْبِ The knower of the unseen. Allah is the knower of the unseen. My Rabb is عَالِمِ الْغَيْبِ He knows the matters of the unseen. And He knows when the hour will come also. Because you see, one of the strategies of the people of Makkah was how they would mock at the Prophet ﷺ that anytime the hereafter would be mentioned, they would say, okay, bring it. Okay, when is it going to be? And the Prophet ﷺ would respond, Allah knows. Hmm? So many times, you know, those who believe in afterlife, they are questioned that, okay, so when is it going to be? The fact is that none of us know when it's going to be. Who knows? Allah knows. And who is Allah? Alim al-Ghayb. The one who will bring about the hour is the one who knows its time. This is why in the Quran we learn, إِنَّ اللَّهَ عِنْدَهُ عِلْمُ Indeed, Allah with Him alone is the knowledge of the hour. And how vast is His knowledge? Alim al-Ghayb, knower of the unseen. How much does He know? An example is given over here. La not يَعْزُبُ anhu. Ya'zubu is absent, is too far. Anhu from him. The word Ya'zubu is from the root letters Ain Zayba, Uzub. And Uzub is basically when something is out of sight, when it slips you, meaning you don't see it, you don't notice it. Why? Because it's too far away. Does this happen with us? Does it happen with us? All the time. Right? We can only see things which are right in front of us. Isn't it? You know, sometimes it's amazing. If we're not looking at something directly, we cannot see it. Isn't it so? Like for example, if you have a piece of paper in front of you, right? And if you're not looking at it, you won't see the words. You have to really look at it to see the words. So sometimes, things are not even very far from you, but still, you miss it. Because of our limited vision. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, His knowledge is so vast, His basar, His vision is all-encompassing, such that nothing is too far to be seen by Him. La ya'zubu anhu. Nothing is out of sight from Him. Even something as small as mithqalu dharratin. Mithqalu, wait, thaqaf lam. Dharratin of an atom. Meaning something that is equal to the weight of an atom. How small would that thing be? Seriously, how small would that thing be? I mean, atoms for us, what are they? They're like weightless. I mean, yes, they definitely weigh something. But for us, that weight is nothing. Right? Why? Because of their tiny amount. Their small size. Right? So, لَا يَعْزُبُ عَنْهُمْ إِسْقَالُ ذَرَّةٍ We cannot even see a dharra, even if it be on our finger, right in front of our eyes, still we cannot see it. And imagine, if something is that small, it's not hidden from Allah. Whether it is فِي in the skies, وَلَا فِي الْأَرْضِ Nor in the earth. Meaning, whether that مِسْقَالُ ذَرَّةٍ is somewhere in the sky, floating somewhere, or it is hidden somewhere in the earth. Even atoms, even the tiniest of creatures, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows their exact location, 
their movement. وَلَا أَصْغَرُ مِنْ ذَلِكَ Nor is there anything smaller than that. Meaning even if something is smaller than a dharrah, and what does this ayah show? That definitely there are things that are smaller than atoms. Are there? Yes, there are. What are they called? Okay, electron, neutron. You know, I'm a little careful here because we have some physics experts here. Electrons, protons, neutrons. Okay, whatever now. Uh, too complicated for me. Anyway, so the smallest of creatures even that cannot be seen by the naked eye. Somewhere in the sky, somewhere in the earth. Wala akbar, nor is it greater, meaning bigger than mithqalu dharra. Illa except fi kitab mubin, it is recorded in a clear book. Which book is this? The lawhul mahfuz, the preserved tablet. Remember that the first creation that Allah created was the pen. And when Allah created it, Allah instructed it to write. The pen asked what? And Allah instructed the pen to write everything that was to happen until the Day of Judgment. So literally every single detail of this universe, even the movement of an atom, the movement of something smaller than an atom, it is recorded in the preserved tablet. It's not just known by Allah, it's actually written. The record is there. What does this show? That all of this detail, this precise knowledge, and not just knowledge of it, but the recording of that knowledge, this must result in something. The hereafter is necessary. The day of judgment is necessary. Otherwise, all of this recording, all of this detailed knowledge would be useless. Why would this end up in nothing? No way. All of this is actually a preparation for what? For the day of judgment. Illa fi kitab mubin. Have you ever seen court papers? Maybe in movies you've seen, right? Or in TV? How are they? Boxes and boxes, right? Full of papers. Isn't it? What do they have recorded in them? What do they have recorded in them? Maybe testimonies, right? Maybe, you know, some other proofs, bank statements, whatnot, records, you know, of 20, 30 years maybe. How much paperwork is that? You know, think about it. And this is just a fraction of somebody's life. Isn't it? Just a fraction of maybe a business. Look at all the records. And why are those records maintained? Why are they kept? Because they're supposed to be a court case. Justice is meant to be established. Right? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has every detail of this creation recorded. The day of judgment is not an ordinary day. We have many misconceptions about the Day of Judgment. We think, oh, it's okay, never mind. You know, I said that, I did that. It's okay, forgotten, written in the book, forgotten. Who's going to check? Who's going to read all of this detail? Never ever be fooled by the volume of this data. Because for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, all this volume, all this knowledge is very little. It is not difficult for Him to know about all of this. إِلَّا فِي كِتَابٍ مُبِينٍ Everything is written in a clear record. Did you raise your hand? 
Bismillah, salam alaikum. I was listening to the lecture, and Sheikh he was saying this man, once he was counting how long he lived in the dunya, and then he was counting it was 21,000 days. And he was crying out of that, and he got really sick because he said, 21,000 days I disobey Allah. And he was crying. He was counting his sin. Subhanallah. So all of this knowledge is not difficult for Allah. So that he may recompense. Meaning the hour is necessary. So the previous ayah, what does it prove? It's not difficult for Allah to bring about the hour. It's not difficult for Allah to question His creation, to judge His creation. The records are there. The information is there. And why is it necessary? لِيَجْزِيَ So that he may reward. Who? الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا Those who believe. وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ And those who do righteous deeds. Those who believe and do righteous deeds, Allah will reward them. أُولَٰئِكَ Those, لَهُمْ for them, for such people is مَغْفِرَةٌ Forgiveness. وَرِزْقٌ كَرِيمٌ And a noble provision. How generous is Allah? That even though these people who believe and do righteous deeds, yes, they're not perfect. They will still commit sins. But Allah will forgive them because of their iman and because of their amal salih. So for them is forgiveness and for them is also rizqun kareem, a provision that is kareem. Kareem. What does kareem mean? Noble and generous. Now how will this reward, this provision, meaning in Jannah, how will it be kareem? How will it be noble? Firstly, because it will be in generous amounts. Has it ever happened that somebody serves you something and it's very small, it's a very small portion, right? Or they give you a gift and it's a very tiny gift. And you kind of feel embarrassed by the size of that portion. Right, that it's only one bite of a cake? Like seriously? It's embarrassing. What did you think of me that you gave me only one bite? You understand what I mean? It's not really honorable, it's not really respectful to give someone something small. You understand? And small is not just in size, but also in its value, in its quality. Because sometimes things may be very small, but extremely valuable. Right? Because they have a big Price ticket, for example. Right? So, rizqun kareem, because it will be in generous amounts, limitless, endless. And secondly, rizqun kareem, why? Because the recipients will be honored by receiving it. They will be honored just by receiving it. Have you ever felt burdened on receiving a gift? Hmm? That you receive it, but you feel awkward, you feel uncomfortable. But there are other times when someone gives you something and you only feel more respected. Why? It's the way in which it is given. Isn't it? It's, it's the gift also, but it's also the way in which it is given. Sometimes what happens is that somebody is giving you something, but they're really showing that they're doing you a favor. Isn't it? Then it's like, I really don't want this gift. How do I refuse it? How do I say no? Because I feel burdened even receiving it. Because it's as if something is expected of me in return. The people of Jannah will not be made to feel like this. It will be free. It will be a gift. 
in its quantity, in its quality, it will be honorable. There will be no showing of favor upon them. They will only increase in their honor by receiving this rizq from Allah. Recitation. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله الذي له ما في السماوات وما في الأرض وله الحمد في الآخرة وهو الحكيم الخبير يعلم ما يلج في الأرض وما يخرج منها وما ينزل من السماء وما يعرج فيها وهو الرحيم الغفور وقال الذين كفروا لا تأتين الساعة قل بلى وربي لتأتينكم عالم الغيب لا يعزب عنه مثقال ذرة في السماوات ولا في الأرض ولا أصغر من ذلك ولا أكبر إلا في كتاب مبين ليجزي الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات أولئك لهم مغفرة ورزق كريم